Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. How's it going, GR Dad? I'm embarrassed because we're late. With the podcast, we've been late like three out of the last four weeks or I'm something. Not, I'm not saying I wasn't embarrassed then, but now I'm even a little bit more embarrassed. Well, we're doing it, so that's a thing. That's right. We are. It's better to be late than to never do yeah, something. There like should be a saying that. about that, but anyway. No kidding. Oh. Uh, the cocktail of the week this week is the Vucare. Yes, it is. We uh, we just got back today from New Orleans, where we were for a couple of days. We'll talk more about that in dog updates. Excellent. But uh, dog updates or rambling? Dog dog updates. Oh, okay. All right, all right. I'm, I am in the blind. I am not in the know on what's happening in this podcast. Just like all y'all out there. To be fair, just like always. It's a. J- <laughs> <laughs> At least I get abused, unlike all y'all out there. <laughs> uh, the Vucare is a kind of classic New Orleans cocktail. It is whiskey, cognac, vermouth, Benedictine, Peugeot's bitters, and Angostura bitters. I think that's four liquors. Yeah, I'm going to make us one, but not now. No, that's sort of like the Sazerac, which is, th- that's a heavy drink that often is my last drink of the evening, whether I want it to be or not. We've had a number of drinks in the last couple of days. Holy smokes. So this is just the cocktail of the week. Maybe we'll drink one later. Maybe we'll split one. Location does encourage consumption. When I'm in Germany, I drink way more than here. And when I'm yeah. in New Orleans, New Orleans is a great consumption city. They have such good food and such good drink. Yep. You need either three stomachs or more time than we had. <laughs> or three livers. Three livers or m- more days. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. It's time for Administrative Corner. I love Administrative Corner. I have missed it. Excellent. We have two items. Uh, one is that a we have a, a wiki for the podcast. Yes. It's linked in, all in the bio link. It's on fandom. Um, and for a long time... There were friends of the squad maintaining both the German word of the week and the cocktail of the week. Doing amazing work. Yes. So we thank all of them for their service. It's been, it was, it was fantastic and it is a, a great historical record. If we ever do a time capsule, that will be in there. We look at it a lot to be like, have we done this one before? I know. Uh, and so I was doing that research last week for the podcast and I noticed that the last updates on those pages were in like September. So whoever was maintaining it has found admittedly better things to do with their time uh (laughs) so if anybody else wants to pick it up i'm going to try to fill in all the missing stuff um in my copious free time but if anyone else wants to pop in there dm jen if you're listening through all the podcasts and you haven't listened to september 2023 onward yet this might be a good opportunity to double task yeah you don't need to talk to me about it like anybody can update the wiki it's like double fisting you could just do two things at once you could listen to the podcasts and then you could update the wiki while you're while you're doing it be be it would be good (laughs) um so that's item number one item number two is a fish scandal update yes actually we may have two of those yes yes Uh, oh no one's in rambling okay so fish scandal update chase kaminsky enemy of the (laughs) podcast and of fish and of fish he's one of the weights and fish guy enemy of truth and justice stalker passer of counterfeit bills and then we originally said that um he'd been charged with poaching for like getting a bunch of deer when he didn't have a deer license right over like 10 years that's right so this is an update on that hunting violation case dropped against a local man hmm 
The case against a local man charged with hunting violations has been dropped. According to Mercer County Clerk's Office, the, chase, the charges against Chase Kaminsky, accusing him of unlawful killing or taking of big game and other hunting violations, have been dropped. They were dropped January 11th with no reason given. That's it. That's the update. I think a reason would... It would be nice to hear a reason <laughs> given well, for that. It was not, so... Mm. Okay. It's uh, now time for dog updates. What, already? I'm jarred. Okay, go ahead. All I can say is sit here and take it and try to adjust my frame of reference, which has been thrown out of whack by the by the sudden transition. I can make it more gentle. So uh, that's it for Administrative Corner. <sighs> um, unless uh, you have anything to add. No, I, I have to work through the sadness now of being out of Administrative Corner. Then I think it's time we move on to dog updates. And I've worked through it. Good. Okay. This is great. Great, Excellent. great, great. This is how it works, folks. Communication and self-healing. <laughs> uh, so Vink, I took Vink up to Miami this week. Um, she got chemo. So this is the first dose of round two. Remember, it's four doses and a week off. So five weeks. This was dose one of round two. And there's four rounds. Um, she did fine. And... I happened to have a speaking event in Miami on Wednesday evening, and so we, we combined them together. Vink got her treatment in the afternoon, and then uh, we got a swanky hotel room that Vink got to hang out in <laughs> while I did my speaking event. Was she event. watching TV? I did turn the TV on first. She, she likes that. ESPN. I can't put on like Animal Planet because she um, barks. Barks at every at animal. TV animals, and yes. I didn't want that to happen. So I think she was watching an NBA game when I got back. <laughs> Just fine. That'll put her to sleep. Yeah. I mean, she never <laughs> feels great after those chemos. Oh, um, but she's she was fine. Yeah. Go ahead. I think the um, oncologists practice like her. I think they love her. She comes in all fluffy. Mm -hmm. She's all excited. She just True. wants to be happy. Yep, yep. I think they like her. I think so, too. That's just my take. Uh, but her blood work looked good. Um, she ate... I don't think she ate much dinner. She ate a little bit, I guess, when we were in the hotel. And she's, you know, she's still kind of picky with her eating, but is eating. Um, yeah. So I mean, she's got a few pounds to give. It's not, she's, it's not dire if she eats a little bit less. No, it's fine. She's getting all of her needs met. So she's doing good. Um, and then the New Orleanian update for dog updates is that we went to New Orleans and it just so happened that when we were there, Cheds and his family were also in New Orleans. And so we got to hang out with Golden Ratio alumni Cheddar Cheese <laughs> in the Al Big Easy. Alumni. Yeah. He, he wasn't much for the French Quarter. I got to say, I mean, he, we didn't bring him. He's an older man. He doesn't enjoy the, you know, Bacchanalia. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But he did enjoy the pets. <laughs> he did. He did. Yep. Um, so that was pretty good. We travel around the country, and when we get there, dogs who have lived with us meet us and give I us know. Love. One of these days, we're going to run into Nacho. It could happen. Mm -hmm. Nacho Seafried. I'd keep him. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good idea. We, he he moved on for good, solid reasons. Yeah. We have seen uh, Sizzle since we yeah. gave her, and she was very good. Yep. So anyway, uh, Cheds did great. If you don't follow his account, he's Cheds, Cheds Big Cheese. It's Ched C H E D Z Big Cheese on Instagram, and you can see him eating some beignets from Cafe Du Monde, and uh, like and liking it, it's visible. Yeah, he definitely likes those. We didn't bring those to him, but he's uh, got big paws, and unlike Feta, a big head, giant head, 
He's it's, a sweet man. He's a big. He is a big, ponderous man. I am so happy that we are friends with uh, Cheddar's parents, because both they are awesome, and also we get to hang out with Cheds and their other dogs. So it's all pretty good. And we keep ensuring that they're nice to him, which they have been quite nice to him. <laughs> but we're keeping an eye on him. Oh yeah. Nobody is safe from the keeping the eye on him. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. The only other, I guess, like vague dog update is that we're having some incredibly unexciting work done on the house. Um, uh, unexciting, but really loud. <laughs> So we, as you all know, our house, like is, hammering? Uh, our house is elevated. And uh, so if you're standing under the house and you look up to what's the floor of the main part of the house, there's like little trusses there and they're made out of wood and there's little metal kind of plates that hold each of the joints on the trusses together. There's hundreds of them under the house and they have been exposed to the salt air for 30 years and they are all rusty and it's terrifying because they hold the house together. And so uh, we had some people come in and they cleaned all the rust off and they did like the like rust conversion thing. Rust-oleum. And then they rust-oleumed them and then they sprayed in insulation and now they're enclosing them so they will not be exposed to the salt air. And that's just nailing in tongue and groove for the... It's the same amount of space as if they put a new floor in the entire house because it's just the underside of the floor. And to do that, they nail them in to... The joists. The joists, which are the floor of the house. Which connect to the tiles, which connect to my feet. (laughs) Which connect to where we live. So it it is so much banging. (laughs) Like, it's it's just like, like everything in the house shakes and it's like bang, 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 bang. Oh, and it's irregular, which is really Mm -hmm. good. Like, you can't really um, establish a rhythm. I got to say, the dogs were amazingly patient with it once they realize this is stuff that's just oh gonna God. keep happening and i mean it's like 7 30 or 8 a.m until 6 p.m and we replace the railings on the porch which will be very noticeable in the snaps uh because the ones that were there were also had nothing done to them since the house was built 30 it years was ago 30 year old aluminum which i think is probably it didn't do it, it wasn't solid anymore no, it no, no. Oh, there were pod parts that were full on rotted it away. F- it felt a little termite eaten, even though it was aluminum. <laughs> if we leaned on it, we would have fallen off. Yeah, it wasn't the safest. It, it was not good. And so uh, we got them to take the old ones out. And the new ones are great. Um, oh, man. They're so it's so much brighter and stuff out yeah. there. And apparently, we're getting some system that will keep the bugs out. That's not a screen. We are suspicious, but hopeful. And But in the short term, not having a screen is great for looking out. And the concept that I could throw a ball out to guac who's in the water is pretty nice. From the porch, Couldn't yeah. do it before because there's a screen yeah. and it would have just bounced back at my head. I tried. <laughs> and so now I could throw one out and I don't even have to go down there. Guac can just like go in the water and mm-hmm. vacate the ramp and let Brody in. Guac, what do you think about that? Big <laughs> ramp blocker. So uh, right now the porch is entirely empty because we have to take all the stuff off. So it'll look weird for a few days, but tomorrow I plan to clean it all up and bring it all back. So that's kind of a dog update, but they were very good with tons of people here. It's been kind of a pain in the ass as it always is, but. Yeah, they've uh, been great. And we could only take them out on a leash because the gate was open because there were workers and stuff. So it's been quite disruptive and they all could have been much more whiny about it, but they have not been. They've been quite cooperative and constructive even feta i think has has kept it together <laughs> yeah though when the guys were working on the porch they were like demoing the old stuff oh, they came yeah. up on an elevator onto the porch and so there's like 
she'd be sitting there and then all of a sudden there's like a dude outside and she like lost her little mind. Every Feta did. Yeah. yeah. No, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, I think that's it for dog updates. Yes. My thoughts on the dogs though. Yeah. I think just like there's some TikTok, you know, video going around right now. Oh no, we rates dogs had it where it was a, someone asked their, yeah. their maintenance guy to video himself coming into the apartment cause they just got a new dog and they wanted to see how the new dog responded to strangers coming into the apartment. And the new dog, who was a golden, um, lost their mind, was super happy, <laughs> and go went and got a toy and presented it to the maintenance guy to play with and uh, offered up belly rubs. Yep. So my conclusion from this is not that they're bad watchdogs. You guys, I'm looking at all y'all. You're great watchdogs for people, but not for property. You don't care about property. When stuff gets stolen, you don't care. You're not protecting a TV. You're here to protect the people. Because yeah. the apartment was empty. So right. the golden was like, I don't care. It's freaking nigh. Look, play with this person. Ma. But if you're, if we were threatened, you know, I think everyone would go nuts. Guag would definitely protect me. <laughs> no kidding. He's Remy would boy. too, but he wouldn't know where to look. So yes. it'd be a problem. Yep. I think even Feta would. Feta's found a good little bark. Her bark is already better than Vank's. Vank, <laughs> I'm sorry he'd say that about you. Vank, you do have like a very kind of yippy bark. Anyway, there's my thoughts. I, I got to say, that was a little bit of Ingo Corner leaking into dog no, updates. No, ramblings. We're not in ramblings yet. We were finishing dog updates. Dog ramblings? <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, moving on to ramblings. I guess we started those already. Uh, friend of the squad, Aaron, did send us a good story. It is about a fish. I don't think it quite qualifies as fish scandal. This is one I haven't heard yet. Do you know what I think about surprises? We think it's good. Oh, good. The audience approves. Excellent. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Police charge minor after finding something fishy at Utah ATMs. <laughs> go on. Do Dateline, go on. Dateline Provo. It's common for police to go after the big fish oh, in any investigation. <laughs> but sometimes they'll go after the smaller fish. Or in the recent case of Provo police investigation, the person leaving fish taped to ATMs around town. <laughs> In an unusual case, Provo police say they have found the person responsible for taping real fish to mainly ATMs in Provo and Orem between August and November. Now, here's a picture. It's an ATM, <laughs> and there's a fish, like an 18-inch fish, duct with tape. three strips of duct tape taped to the screen, and it has a cigarette in its mouth. Oh. It was posted on Instagram it's by... smoking fish. FishBandit84 <laughs> with the uh, caption, Midday Hit, hashtag fish, hashtag fishing. Hashtag Wait, fishing life. This is hashtag, a... hashtag ATM. <laughs> hashtag bank. Hashtag American spirits. Hashtag I did this. Hashtag my address is this. I posted hashtag my crimes. Call my dad. Posted my crimes on Instagram. <laughs> posted my crimes, you dummy. Uh, I, there's more, but uh, if you'd like to chime in now, that's okay. I just didn't want my hashtags interrupted. No, this is brilliant. A 17-year-old boy was referred to 4th District Juvenile Court for two misdemeanor counts of causing property damage, but police believe the teen is responsible for a dozen or more incidents. Bonville Bank in Provo reported on September 26th that a fish had been taped to its ATM outside the bank. As detectives were investigating the case, they found an Instagram account with the username fishbandit84. The Instagram bio states, live, laugh, tape fish on ATMs. <laughs> And then it has like a fish emoji and then the ATM emoji. Oh and then it says no fish were harmed in the process, which is like not true. These fish are dead. Yeah, but he probably bought them at the Whole Foods. They were still harmed to get the, them dead. 
he's not responsible for the fish's entire life he didn't tragedy. Say, I didn't harm any fish. He said no fish were harmed and the fish absolutely were harmed. They were murdered. 17 years old. I'm just saying his his grasp of this philosophical point may not be as solid as yours there, Professor. The account has viral videos with over 52,000 faithful followers who keep tabs <laughs> on where the fish bandit will strike next. The photos and videos feature different types of fish and sometimes more than one fish taped to ATM screens. Worst crime ever. The account shows 14 videos posted August 4th through November 10th of fish being taped to several ATMs. One on the bathroom door of what appears to be a sportsman business, and one was taped to a Provo police car. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're coming down hard on this kid, is because of the police car thing. A video posted November 10th shows a fish taped to a Provo police department car. The user commented on the video, don't tag the department. And it's taped <laughs> to like the front door. One video is captioned, we're going international, and it appears to be filmed at an ATM in Japan. See, this is this is why he has a good defense, because anyone could be taping these fish. Any of the followers That's right, they're could just be sending it. him pictures of their... That's exactly right. I mean, he's, he's not responsible for other people's actions. Provo officers served a search warrant in late December in an effort to identify the Instagram account user. After a suspect was identified, which means Facebook handed over his info. I'm sure they did it very quickly. He was referred to juvenile court near the end of last year, and the case was closed. Police do not know where the teen got the fish. <laughs> Police did zero investigation on this except to send a request to Facebook. I bet they didn't even send a subpoena. Detectives also said they were not aware of any motive or possible message the suspect was trying to promote. They believe his actions were simply meant to be a joke. Police say the fish caused minimal damage. Smoking kills is the message. I bet these charges get dropped. I, I, or he gets a suspended sentence. I mean, he look, he should learn not to do this, but what damage did he cause? I, if I w this went to trial and I were defending him, I'd be like, so how did you clean the ATMs? We untaped the fish. So how long did that take? About a second. Mm -hmm. So was the glass broken on the ATM? No. Was the, you know, was it jammed up with super glue? No. The ATM worked fine, didn't it? Yeah. Was it damaged? No. Okay. No further questions. <laughs> Sit down, Mr. ATM person. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it, it isn't a, the worst crime in the world. It's art. I mean, he's, you know, he's making art. This is Banksy-esque. It sounds like you're volunteering to be pro bono defense counsel for this kid. I would defend the fish bandit. Hashtag dumb poster crimes. Hashtag <laughs> STFU. Hashtag <laughs> you little dummy. Hashtag do better next time. <laughs> All right, so someone can let the fish bandit know that uh, Ingo will oh, offer to defend I him for free. I am not but admitted to the bar. Hashtag, I'm not admitted to the bar in Utah. Uh, he would have to endure a lecture from Ingo. About yeah, about doing better next time. <laughs> 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 Look, I think this is a, a pretty good um, sort of victimless crime. Yes, the fish are already victims, but I'm assuming he just like, got them at the grocery store i mean maybe he fished for them it's I don't not know. a coastal state they don't have, <laughs> could be freshwater but utah known for its freshwater no for its desert are They're there no fish in the great salt lake oh no that's dead there's no fish in it uh -uh. it's oh. like dead dead i mean it's it's bad salty bad it's i like, know it's super salty i just thought maybe there i was think like there's a not super much in there except maybe some bacteria oh, interesting yeah, uh bad. any corrections can be submitted to at ingo burkhart that's right, but no um, guarantees of ever, ever being corrected.
Okay. Uh, so thank you to friend of the squad, Aaron, who was the first of several people to send me that one. This is a good fish story for compared to, you know, evil people doing things to cheat. Yep. Uh, friend of the squad, Mary, sent us this story. A U.S. bound passenger jet returned to a Tokyo airport after a drunk passenger bit a flight attendant. Ow! This person does not listen to the podcast, or if they do, they do not follow our instructions to not bite anyone unless they ask you to. Because that hostess did not ask to be bitten. I am... There's not even a doubt. Yep. A U.S.-bound passenger jet returned to a Tokyo airport after a drunk passenger bit a flight attendant. While flying over the Pacific Ocean, a passenger who was heavily intoxicated bit the arm of a female cabin attendant, prompting the plane to return to Tokyo airport, a spokesperson for Al Nippon Airways told NBC News Thursday. They should almost treat him like the infant that he is acting like and spank him. I think it might have been a lady. The lady, whoever bites someone should be treated like a three-year-old who bites someone that's ridiculous guys flight took off at 9 24 p.m on tuesday was due to land in seattle at 10 hours later but it returned to tokyo airport three hours later so they got an hour and a half over the ocean and then they had to turn around nobody got their money's worth the suspect was handed over to police and the female flight attendant sustained minor injuries the suspect is a 55 year old american citizen and was arrested on assault charges but we don't have any information on the identity. I think I saw another article that maybe said it was a woman. There's no gender fighting. in there? No, oh. no, no ID. So uh, don't put anyone unless they ask you to, you no, guys. No, don't. Uh, whatever gender you are, yeah. Uh, don't, th- just st- don't. It's not, it's not a good way to deal with your emotions. <laughs> uh, it's time for Taste of the Keys. Okay. Okay. Uh, a little bit of background on me, I guess. Have you seen uh, Groundhog's Day, the Bill Murray movie? I have. Groundhog's Day was filmed. Have you seen it? So many times. How often have you seen it? So, so many times. Yeah. Why? It was filmed in Woodstock, Illinois, not Puxtawney, Pennsylvania. Uh, Woodstock, Illinois is basically where I grew up. Like technically my address was Crystal Lake, Illinois, but I lived outside the city limits, kind of halfway between Crystal Lake and Woodstock. Know, you know where that little park is, where they're like gallivanting around and stuff. I, I know every single thing in that movie. Yeah. Uh, and they filmed it when I lived there. And it was all very interesting, and they had they brought in all this fake snow, which was extremely bizarre because they were not filming it in the winter, or you know, the snow that because the winter around. sucks up there. It sure does. <laughs> um, and you know, everyone was very enamored with the fact that Bill Murray was around, and they thought they'd get to hang out with him, and that would be fun. Um, but yes, and they put up like fake signs on like all of the. It's filmed in like this cute little square with a gazebo. That's the Woodstock City Square, and like. Yeah. The hotel that he's apparently in is actually the Woodstock Opera House. So there are like fake signs on everything to make them what was in the movie. Um, That's cool. You were a set. It was the whole town was was a set. set. Yes, it became a set. Um, So it's it's a little like hometown bit for me. Yeah. Movie Groundhog's Day, um, which is kind of irrelevant to the story, except the story is about Groundhog's Day, like the day as opposed to the movie. February 2nd is Groundhog's Day. Mm -hmm. Okay. And... um, both Groundhog's Day, the day, and the movie deal with Puxatawney Phil, who's the groundhog in Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's a chunky yep. groundhog. Who comes out and doesn't, and is like, what the fuck are you people doing to me? <laughs> I feel a little bad for him. They don't even let him look for his shadow anymore. No. Don't they just grab him right away? I think it's just like, is it sunny? All right, then he saw his shadow. I think it was a couple of years ago the mayor dropped him. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, he didn't do so well. That's too bad. I don't know if it was Punxsutawney Phil, because they do this in a couple other towns now, right? They yeah. grab some groundhog and yep. chuck them around. Uh, so anyway, friend of the squad, uh, 
Fitz Desert Rat. Oh, no. Desert Rat. Friend of the squad. Desert Rat. Sent us this story <laughs> or Maybe. this tidbit. Oh. Um, so there is the Puxitani Groundhog Club. Established 1887. Okay. Um, it is a club. 1887? Yes. Wow. They, you can find them at groundhog.org. I didn't realize this tradition went back that far. They have an annual Groundhog Banquet. I guess I should have paid attention in the movie. I mean, I guess. So there's like Puxitani Phil on Instagram. Um, and talks all about it. So anyway, there's a club. Um, the Puxitani Groundhog Club Inner Circle has 15 members whose task it is to protect and perpetuate the legend of the great weather-predicting groundhog, Puxitani Phil. <laughs> The club was formed in the 1880s as the legend of Puxitani Phil grew. So did the ceremony that honors him every February 2nd at Gobbler's Knob. Terrible. Um, that's where that's where the movie was based, right? That was the filming of the movie. It was in Gobbler's Knob. It was supposed to be at Gobbler's Knob. And there's snowed in there. Yeah, okay, yeah got it. that's right. Mm -hmm. um, yes, in the late summer, the club makes a trek to Phil's stump at Gobbler's Knob to <laughs> feed him his stump. elixir of life. The elixir is made from a secret recipe that provides Phil with the potion that has sustained his longevity and youthful good looks. They replace the groundhog, I bet. I bet they change out the groundhog. Uh, so anyway, you don't have to live in Puxatawney to be a member of the Puxatawney Groundhog Club. There are a wow. number of PGC chapters Wow! around the country. This is like, the, you know, um, K-pop. Go ahead. Uh, around the world, yes. Yeah, so wow. they have a, a webpage participating PGC, that's Puxitani Groundhog Club chapters, find official celebrators of Groundhog Day all across the globe. Huh. Weird. And uh, so there is, of course, a Woodstock, Illinois Pux, uh, chapter, right? Sure, that's meta. Um, and friend of the squad Desert Rat let us know that there is the southernmost Groundhog chapter based in Key West, Florida. So there is a chapter of the Pakistani Ground Club, Groundhog Club here huh. in Key West. We should join. It's interesting. All the other ones have like contact people and addresses, but not ours. Huh. Hi That's very Keysian. Hi, Feta. I know. You just have to know someone. They're, they're like, is one. We you don't just know have anything. to know with someone. They, these all have like charter dates, like a link to contact the person. Every single one, except the southernmost one, where it's like, I don't know. Just... <laughs> Just ask. Like ask Bob. around. You know who would probably know? Paul Menta. <laughs> you probably <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah. I know that. I I was just over there. We catered an event with the Groundhog Days. Paul Day Menta Day of QS Legal Rum uh, definitely knows all the he stuff. He is. He knows every. He's a man about town. We should talk to the, like, Conk Republic. Uh, Diplomats? Yeah. Official delegates delegation? Yeah, one of them is going to know. Sure. Um, so anyway, that's that I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, so thank you to Desert Rat for sending that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. We'll have to see. There's got to be something in like Conk Life that talks about the Groundhog Day celebration in Key West. There must be a thing. Mm, we'll we have to do some it. searches. Yeah. yeah. Google, help us. Okay. Uh, it's time for German Word of the Week. I, mean, I want to ramble a little bit. Ingo Corner comes after German Word of the Week and then you can ramble however you want. Okay. Or do you feel like this is more appropriate for ramblings than Ingo Corner? It's not Corner? really something that's near and dear to my heart. I just want to mention it. Ingo Corner is just where I don't tell you that it's boring. Okay, that's good. I need that. Okay. I always need that. All right, so German Word of the Week first. Yes. 
somebody, a uh, friend of the squad, sent in a suggestion for German word of the week called Penaglück. Yes. Penaglück is the German word of the week. <laughs> 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 it's P-E-N-N-E-R-G-L-U-umlaut-C-K. And Glück is like happiness or joy or luck. Luck. Yeah. But it's also happiness. Mm-hmm. Glücklich. Um, and Penna is a slangy word for uh, an unhoused no. person. No, no. <laughs> it's not for an unhoused person. So it's homeless guy's joy. And it's like the cheapest booze you can get. Oh. In Germany, they they think of it as cheap schnapps. <laughs> God, you guys in your here it would schnapps. be like Mad Dog 2020 or something like that, like yeah. the cheap, you know, the cheap stuff that you can get. That's a real dated, it pejorative is, kind of term. Yeah, it? yeah, it's not a very happy concept. Not kind either. It's not kind. It's interesting. In, I mean, there are still homeless people in Germany, and it's not clear to me. That's a, a, you know, they're falling between the cracks because in theory you get, get you know, you get a basic income or you get some housing st- stipend. You don't get a basic income, but you but they'll find an apartment for you or something, right? Yeah. So it's, you know, the people are falling through the cracks or it's not enough money or whatever. Yeah. But um, in France, they still, my, da- my dad had this romantic notion or told me about the sort of romantic notion of the clochard in france and paris who like sleep under bridges and and drink red wine like the clochard is the homeless people there but it was like a something nostalgic and romantic huh yeah it's weird um i don't think it's like that in germany i mean i think you know anyone outside of societal norms is is eyed with suspicion in germany yeah (laughs) um so they certainly don't have as many homeless people but they have they have people who choose to not live i think in apartments or whatever yeah um but yeah the word penna is is pejorative you use it as an insult and then penna just means you know joy for the for the homeless guy is cheap booze yeah great happy german word of the week classic german word where it's like yeah a lot of them are like here life is horrible we'll recognize it we'll attach some words to it and just describe the kind of bleakness (laughs) enjoy I started reading the Three Penny Opera at some point, and I was like, this is unbearably depressing. <laughs> I can't, w- I mean, I love Mac the Knife. <laughs> <laughs> I like some of the music and the excerpts that I've heard, but the whole concept is so sad and so bleak that I was like, this is, de- this is terrible. Why are my people doing this? <laughs> Why are Germans so sad? <laughs> anyway, Penaglück is the word. Okay. As suggested, because it is, you know, it's a compound. Yeah. There you go. Uh, it's time for Ringo Corner. So tell us you're rambling and I will not tell you it's boring. Yeah. Did you forget what it was? I've been remembering and forgetting the whole time. Uh, one thing we should say is two-time Pulitzer Prize winning journalist who lives in town and now has a dog. Uh, Gwen Filosa now has yep. a dog. Friend of the squad. Friend of the squad. Now Sergio. Ha- has a dog, Sergio, who's a puppy. An yes. Adorable Three or four puppy. months old. Yeah. Yes. And it's very cute. cute. The, the other thing I want to talk about is the Chicago rat hole, which I thought oh, was a yes. this charming local story, but not for here local, but for Chicago kind of local. Ingo's obsession. I don't know why I think this is. I just think this is un- uh, one of those like 
wholesome little phenomenons that social media has created where somebody in Chicago, in sort of northern uh, part of Chicago, what is it about, you know, up north as, uh, as much Roscoe as Wrigley Village. Field. Yeah, but yeah. far north as Wrigley Field yep. and then across in inland, um, found a hole in the asphalt that looked exactly like a rat. There's like, clearly like a dead rat got smushed into the pavement. The, it's the sidewalk, actually, into yeah. the cement. But you can like see claw prints yes, and tail print. Yes, it is a perfect impression of a rat body. Like it's, it's if, if, if in a cartoon a rat fell from great height exactly. and left a <laughs> hole and there was a dust cloud coming out of it, it would look <laughs> like this rat hole. I mean, it is yeah. uncanny. Um, and so somebody posted about the rat hole and since then it's become a, a thing i think through social media but people oh, yeah. have been leaving tributes candles um there was a rat hole proposal somebody yeah. proposed by the rat hole yeah you know people were sending each other tweets about meeting let's meet by the rat hole <laughs> <laughs> i mean it was it was a fun quirky little thing and now i've heard secondhand unconfirmed rumors that it got filled in sad but somebody at the public works was like, oh, this is embarrassing for the city. We're going <laughs> to fill this in. Uh, I'm not sure that's true or not. But, you know, long live the rat hole. This is just one of those things. It's a victimless crime. Not even a crime. People are finding something whimsical. It's not a real rat, so it's not gross. Yes. It's just a little marker, you know, that people are attaching undue importance to, which <laughs> I think is is fun. You yep, know, it's a low, low stakes uh romantic story <laughs> indeed so i thought the chicago rat hole if you want to look it up on social media there'll be stuff about the chicago rat hole yep just a cute little thing to you know take some of the pressure off the long month of january we've already had yep 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 yep, yep. that's it oh and uh still ton of cards and stuff in the ups uh mailbox for us and me and I'm still very pleased. Thank you to everyone who took the trouble to write uh, a paper letter. And it's much appreciated. It definitely uh, still makes me feel like it's a little bit Christmassy when I go there and it's stuffed full of envelopes. Yep, so you guys are making it go happy. Thanks very much. No obligation, obviously. <laughs> you don't have to do it. Uh, but <laughs> no, everyone it, it must send Ingo a letter. <laughs> Don't put yourselves out, but I really—it's really fun to get uh, handwritten stuff, and and you're all uh, uh, amazingly positive about all this. So thank you, and uh, yeah, very much appreciated. Excellent. That's it. Okay. Uh, well, thanks everyone for listening and for putting up with our regular tardiness these days. And until next time, Slava Ukraini, and don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. That's right. Bye. Bye.